Hello, good day, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode of the Inner Fight Podcast. This is 732. My guest today was born in September of 1997 with a rare condition. He had no legs. Yup, you heard it right. However, he doesn't use that as an excuse and he is currently the fastest man, holds a world record for being the fastest man in the world over 20 meters. He holds the world record of just under five seconds. I don't know where you are in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. Let's jump into today's show with Mr. Zion Clark. Zion Clark, you are the fastest man in the world over 20 meters on your hands. How does that feel? It honestly feels amazing. You know, it's a lot of hard work that goes into that, man. And just all the people that came together to make it happen and the people that pushed me to move faster than I've ever moved before. You know, it's a, it's a special process and it's, it's a good feeling for sure. Now, to a lot of people, they might have in their mind, like, I don't know, like a handstand walk or just something a little bit, I don't know, different, mate. But what I'm going to say, and I want what you to explain, is that's actually kind of how you get around on a daily basis. Tell us why. All right. So, like, you know, I was born with um, caudal regression syndrome. Uh, you know, it's a very rare disease. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes it, there can be no uh, actual side effects from it. Or in my case, like you can be born without certain extremities um, or part of your spine missing. And it's like it's about roughly uh, 10 out of 100,000 kids each year that are born with it. So that's uh, very, very rare. Wow. When did you when, when did you first kind of realize that? Do you, do you have a, a, a memory, mate, or a recollection of first realizing I don't have my legs? No, you know, I never was something that I really cared about. You know, I, for as long as I can remember, I was me and they were them. And, you know, that's, that's how it is. You know, I didn't have a choice over what um, I was born with. You know, it's not something that I could just change, like, like change at the drop of a hat. There's no way. So. You, you know, you got to work with what you got. And that's what I found so fascinating about your story, mate, is that you are literally doing exactly that. You're working with what you've got. And yeah, I mean, guys, you have to go and check out Zion's Instagram. Like you are getting, you're getting after it every single day, mate. Like, yes, I mean, and it's just when I, when I first came across you, I was like, this is just so inspiring and and i know you're doing so much and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later but mate how how do you have that mindset how did you develop that mindset of i'm just going to work with what i've got and i'm going to get after it every single day well you know man it's just pretty, it's pretty simple you just think about things that you know you like to do and things that you want to accomplish and things that make you happy and it's easy just to push through pretty much anything. You know, you just got to stay calm, keep a cool head, relax <laughs> the flow. You know, it's like with me, man, growing up, 
uh, it was sometimes difficult to control my emotions, you know, and over time I was able to figure out things I had a pa- like I had passions for and I was able to, to um, kind of redirect that attention going into all the bad, nasty things that were happening and point it towards something positive. Talking about that, mate, like when you were when you were born, you were you were basically put into straight into a foster care system. So I guess it's it's quite inherent. These things are, are quite built into you. But talk us through a little bit about sort of growing up in that system, you know, and 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 how life was. Uh, okay, um, you know, going through the system, I was I went through the system for about ten years. Well, not 10, 17 years. My bad, my bad. This is actually really late here. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, for the first 17 years of my life, it was, you know, pretty rough. I dealt with different types of abuse, you know. And, you know, would, sometimes I'd be starved. Sometimes I'd be beaten. But uh, depending on what it is, uh, you never know. you never know what it would be, you know. All you had, all you could do is just prepare for the ride and just try to survive. And so that's what I did. I survived. And, you know, I was blessed to have my mom come along and, you know, take me in and give me that chance that no one else was giving me after 17 years to really turn my life around and put me in the right direction so I could be successful. Now, what was that like, mate, when you sort of, when, when you got a little bit more, so you, you go through this journey of, of every day sounds like, like a different challenge and, and a different test for you. When you sort of started to get some, I, I don't know, would you call it like normality in your life or what, what really made the changes for you? I just had a normal family setting, honestly. You know, it was kind of hard to go to school all day and wonder what's going to happen when you go home. Mm. knowing that it could be something bad that's tough right mm-hmm. yeah right so when was it that you i mean folks i've said it once i'm going to say it a million times through the show check out zion's instagram check out what insane things he does and what insane shape he's in when did sport come into your life mate uh, you know, I was about seven years old. My uh, art teacher at the time was the head re- uh, head wrestling coach in that school in the school district out in North Canton, and he had given me a wrestling flyer and told me that I should try wrestling. You know, <laughs> and so I took the flyer and took it home to my foster mom at the time, and we went to the practice and I had a blast. You know, it was just a really cool uh, experience. You know, everybody treated me like I was one of them and. It was, it was really just, you know, I felt normal and that's what made me happy. So I continued to do it for the next 10 years and I lost all the time, but that 10th year, uh, you know, I kind of started to take off and now I'm trying to see how far I can push myself and see how far I can take it. It's right. It's absolutely incredible. I like what you said there. Like everyone treated you as, as, as normal within that environment. Mm-hmm. What, what did that mean to you, mate? Like it must've meant an incredible amount because, you know, if a, uh, without sounding rude in any way, you know, if a dude with no legs shows up, you're like, 
oh, wow, this is like people kind of react in a weird way, but you're still a human being. And, and as you've proved, you can still do stuff. So do you think you've almost been searching for those environments where people just go, yeah, come on, come on in? I mean, not really anymore. You know, I'm me. And yep. you know, like, I'm me, you're you. If you don't like how I am and like how I look, that's, a, that's all on you. I don't care like, right. whatsoever. So, um, it never, it doesn't, definitely doesn't affect me now. I mean, even, I, even growing up, I just didn't really care too much. Yeah. It's when people yeah. start being ignorant and that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. Uh, but yeah. it's just like, not even a whole other thing. It's the same thing, you know, just yeah. picking on me, making fun of me, uh, making fun of me, not having legs. It's like the whole, the whole thing, man. And then, you know, I just, I just have this ability to tone it out, you know? Which I think is something that, that's quite unique because we, we tend, as humans, we tend to go for, like, we, we pick on people for, for no really good reason, but a lot of time people take it quite to heart, don't they? Whereas you sort of built this mechanism where you're like, like you said there, I'm me, you're you, I'm doing me, I'm, I'm enjoying it, like, I'm having a great time, you know? And, and I can see it from, from, from your energy, mate, and, and from, from everything you put out and how you live. Like, you're, you're having a great time. You don't care about anyone else, yes, right? Which, Not that I don't care about anyone else. I don't care about opinions, you know? Yeah. I just don't. Like, if, whatever you think, whether, like, especially if it's negative, if you have a negative opinion about what I do, keep it to yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if you, even if you tell me, I'm probably not going to listen. <laughs> mate my last question on 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 sort of the negative side of it because I, I i think it's it's quite interesting to speak about because you're speaking about things that i think people should be doing they should be just turning around and going screw it i am what i am let's crack on mm -hmm. with it as you've become more sort of in the public eye and i know you're now doing a lot of speaking and and do, do you get much negative feedback from people uh, you know, it's, it's real, like it's hit or miss, you know? Yeah. I mean, with what I do, I do it because I like to do it. You know, everything that I do, I'm not doing it for people. I'm, what I do is not to please other people or to meet their standards. I'm doing what I do. I'm wrestling, I'm racing, I'm fighting, I'm speaking. I'm doing all of this because I love to do it. Yeah. You know, and I have a passion for it. Yeah. Did you, did, with that, mate, do you see yourself like as someone who obviously you've had quite a challenged life? Do you see yourself almost in a blessed situation where you're like, I actually have a voice and I'm going to use that voice to help as many people as I can? Oh, without a doubt, too, man. You know, uh, when I started speaking, um, I started with kids, actually. Right. And it was at this little school and man, it just, it was so, it was so cool. You know, just a gym full of kids. They're all like four five, six, seven, you know, like elementary school kids. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just an ex like experience, man. I just went up there and I talked and I really enjoyed it. You know, just, I just got asked, like, they were like, Hey, would you come to our school? Because these all these kids had wrote me, written me like letters and drew me pictures. Like, 
like a stack of papers that were thick. Wow. And yeah, so I was like, I gotta talk to these kids. Like, this is really cool, you know. So what did you and say? What did you say to them, mate? Like the first time you went into a school to to give a talk, like what did you talk about? I talked about just my life, the hard times I went through as a kid, trying to make friends and you know, I, I just really dropped some motivation on them and really uh, told them that they really can be anything they want, but it's going to be hard work. I just tell them the truth, you know? Yeah. Kids, they absorb stuff. Yeah. You know? But, like, you know, I, like when talking to kids, you know, I got to make it so they can understand, but I want them to really understand that I'm trying to motivate them to go out and just do their thing, you know? It's uh, it's incredibly interesting what you just said there. Like kids are literally like a sponge. Like you come in there and, and, and you've got this great energy and you, you tell them that they can do stuff. And, you know, based on also on you've got a great track record to back it up. But it's beautiful the way that you're spending time to try and help the younger generation. And, and you know, they're just they're just they must just suck it all up from you. It, it must be incredibly rewarding for you as well mate yeah you know um, doing that I, i'm just happy that knowing the fact that i can possibly help somebody and people are willing to listen to what i have to say yeah that's cool mate talk us through a little bit about like daily life for you must be must be a challenge in itself moving around i i guess you've obviously you know you're, you you've been practicing it for quite a while but talk us through a little bit about sort of you know how you go about your daily life things that challenge you things that you know that that you do to sort of i mean to to, to make it easier do you take care of yourself do you live on your do you live on your own now talk, tell oh, us a yeah, little bit yeah, about dude, life oh uh, yeah no I, I have my own apartment i have yeah. my own car i have i live in san diego california um, I don't really have any issues getting around at all, ever. I never really have. If I couldn't reach something, I just figure it out. <laughs> like, there's nothing like, like me walking on my hands is just as simple as you standing up and walking out of that chair, you know? Yeah. That's not like I learned it very young, just like people, like everybody learned how to walk very young, you know? What, what's your. <laughs> Like I don't, I'm I'm trying to envisage it a little bit, mate. So I I don't want to sound ignorant, but do you like you said you drive? How do you drive? There's hand controls, you know. There's right. hooks up to the gas and the brake, and there's different a whole bunch of different types. Yeah, it's just simple. I drive. I control the gas and brake with my left hand. Drive with my right hand. And you just hop up into the car like, like normal, I guess. Yeah. That's wild. What about you said something there that's quite interesting. And I didn't, again, I, I feel like I'm being a little bit ignorant, mate, but I'm just trying to paint the scene because I think what I opened with, what, what you've actually achieved, the fact that you, you, you ran 20 meters in 4.78 seconds on your hands is, is just insane. You know, but I'm just trying to understand like daily, daily life. You said something there that when you can't reach something, you figure it out. So how do you, like, how do you figure stuff out in, in, in the house? Like, do, have you modified your house or how, how is daily life? Like, dude, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's, it's life for me, you know? Yeah. 
I get up on the counter. I, if I need to get on the counter, I get on the counter. I was, wow. I was, I have my arm stands over six feet long. I, I'm able to reach things. Wow. That's amazing, mate. That's it's, like, I've been living on my own for like four years. Congratulations. It's so inspiring to hear, mate. Like, because I, I think, and, and this is kind of what I wanted to put a little bit in perspective that, and I think you've probably heard it and seen it a lot as well. Like people complain about a lot of things and that things are hard and life is hard. But like even talking to you for the last 10 minutes or so, it's like, it's not that hard. Like you said, you just figure, you figure stuff out. Does it infuriate you sometimes when you hear people complaining about quite minor things? I mean, if they're complaining to me, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out of my way. If someone's complaining about some issue they're having, I'm not going to be like, hey, no, I don't, I don't do that. Um, but, you know, someone's talking like directly to me and they have like a minor shot. I might tell them like, like, yeah, you need to cut that out. But, <laughs> you know, I try to like really, I'm, I'm not, a, I don't like to, I don't like to force it. You know, if we get on that topic and get on that topic, I just like to, I'm a people person. I'm just able to have conversations. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's unreal. Talk to us about your training then, mate. Obviously, as, as, as we said, you, you have a world record for moving at speed on your hands. You've been into wrestling since, since, since you were quite young. Talk to us what a, a day of your training looks like. I'm interested to, to hear about training, and I'm super interested to hear about how you eat as well, which is, might sound weird, but I don't know. It's, <laughs> at the end of the day, we, we love all things health and fitness. Yeah, so usually I wake up in the morning and I make breakfast and just kind of sit on the couch, just kind of collect myself. I wake up super early, by the way. I wake up at about 5, like 5, 5.30 every day. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, so uh, I, it, makes it, it makes for longer days for me so I can get more stuff done. But, um, you know, I, I sit there, eat breakfast, and, you know, get my get my clothes ready i head to the gym i'll work out uh depending on what day it is either most pulling motions for more wrestling oriented and just more grappling purposes and pushing motions for uh my chair like chair uh racing the chairs and um for punching and pushing and you know having forward strength uh then so aside from that you know i'll I'll go work during the day a little bit, you know, do what I got to do for certain, certain uh, people, brands or whatever the new thing is that day. And then I hit practice at about four o'clock. And, you know, depending on what day it is, might be wrestling, might be striking, might be uh, submissions and grappling. Uh, and then, you know, that's from about four to five and then usually about five, about 5.30 to 6.30, I'll be at the track uh, getting in some work. Wow. <laughs> and then I, go, then, I go, then I go relax or go do whatever I want to do. So how do, you, how do you fuel that, mate? Like, what's your do, – do you follow a specific type of diet or, like, you're training a, a serious number of hours each day by the sounds of it? Oh, yeah. Uh, so when it comes to me eating, you know, I can – pretty much eat anything but i really try to focus on eating cleaner clean like cleaner meats you know right 
uh, you know, I'm a big vegetable guy. I just, I do, I just, I make normal food, you know, but mm. I try to think of it more on the healthy side. Do so you, if I want um, chicken tenders, you... I'm going to take the chicken yeah. and make the actual tenders by hand, you know? So you enjoy cooking as well, huh? I love to cook. Really? Yeah. That's super awesome, mate. Yeah, all right. So, mate, you said, you said something there, like, you started to work with with a lot of brands. Talk us through some of the stuff you're doing with brands, why that motivates you, and, and where you see it going. Uh, you know, just companies want uh, want to partner and see what kind of cool things we can make together, you know? Every time I've worked with a company so far, the product, the ending products have uh, been quite cool, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, for example, the Call of Duty that just came out, uh, that I mean, you know, uh, just cool things. And then there are a couple of things I'm, I'm, I'm on the, you know, that I'm in the process of doing that I can't speak on just yet. Sure. I was trying to think if I could speak on the one, but no. Nah. Nah, so uh, <laughs> yeah. But like with different brands, like brands that I work with, um, like for example, I'm partnered with Gymshark and they're nice. like, yeah. They're, have you heard of them? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, uh, they're one. They're I love their company. The people, the way they run things, just how they do everything is awesome. It's cool, and their gear is awesome. Honestly, off the chain too. I love it. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, but like working with companies like that to see like what kind of cool things we can make and cool things we can do to collaborate and give back to the community and just really try to make the world a better place. I'm with that yeah. all the time. As long as your vision is pure and what you want to do is good, I'm I'm with it. Do you find sometimes, like, how do you figure out if someone's vision is what you said there is pure? I can, I can read people very well. Can you? I think I can read people very well. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of person to come up and be in your face about things. I'm more, I'll, I'll just pretty much observe. You know, I just take everything in all the time. <laughs> Little silent assassin, eh? No, I mean, the way if you I feel like if you came up the way I came up, you would just be more wary of people when it comes to trusting. Them. Yeah. So, so almost like you're in a sense, your radar is like you because of what you've been through. It's pretty well tuned in. Yeah. And that's why I have the best people around me there. And the people that I work with very close to me, my agents, my managers, all that. They are a great group of people. That's super awesome, mate. You you also you wrote a book, Unmatched. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, so I wrote this book, Zion Unmatched. Uh, the goal of this book was to reach more towards a uh, younger audience, uh, some more like kids. It's a picture expose that we shot out in New York City. And it was it was honestly pretty awesome. And for a span of about a year, I've been working with my writer, Jim, Jim Hirsch. Uh, and this man has been awesome. You know, he's a, he's a New York Times bestselling uh, writer and author. He's, he's, he's just been amazing at what he's been doing with me and just following me everywhere, talking to me, getting like the purest versions of myself where I'm just like in the moment doing what I do, whether I'm just chilling, whether I'm, like uh, whether I'm competing, whether I'm racing, whether I'm 
wrestling or fighting, just what it's like feels like to beat me in that moment. That's awesome. That's super cool, right? It's 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 amazing. And I think like you said, because of the environment that you've kind of grown up in now not only the people that you have around you, but the environments you want to be in, you're probably a lot more conscious of than you've ever been before because you know what brings out performance and what brings out the best in years. Would, would that be fair? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say it's fair. I, I would say that I agree and disagree. Okay. I, because, you know, I... I hold myself, to, I do hold myself to a standard to perform well every time. Yeah. No matter what. But at the same time, you know, it's not always going to be like that. Right. You know? Not everybody has a perfect performance every time. Even the biggest stars, they don't. Mm. Not perfect all the time. No one's, Nobody's perfect. So, with that being like, and that's what makes us human. We make mistakes. We fail. We mess up constantly. But the difference between the ones that succeed and the ones that fail are the ones that learn from those experiences. So that's what I did. I learned from the experiences. And now I'm just navigating with the knowledge that I have now. So when you have a bad experience and you learn from it, is there a process that, that you follow, mate? Do you sit down and you're like, that didn't go too well? and spend some time in reflection on it. You said you spend some time each morning gathering, gathering your thoughts. What can people uh, sort not, of... I, it's not even gathering my thoughts. It's honestly emptying my head. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not the type of person to think... I have to think about everything, like one thing at a time so, sometimes, especially with the, all the stuff I have to do on my schedule, you know? So I just like, I know all the things I have to do, but I focus on one and then I focus on the next one and then right. the next one. So just so I can put all my effort into what those things I'm doing in that moment. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's just that's pretty much what I do. Just try to keep my head empty, think about what I gotta do, like the first thing I gotta do. And then once I'm like set on what I, what I gotta do for that, I just chill. And then I get started. That's really cool. What we hear often, mate, of people having role models when they're growing up or or even like getting role models later in life people that inspire them do you particularly look up to to anyone within whether it's within wrestling or or, or anything sort of is there any people that that really inspire you uh yeah you know my mom does and just my coaches that really help make it happen and seeing even what they're doing now my high school coach that's in the Netflix documentary, he uh, a couple of years ago won the U.S. Open. You know, this this man's about 50 years old it's, uh, and he's still winning tournaments and just it's awesome. And he's the one that taught me everything I know. That's so, amazing. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Mate, and, and following on from from that question a little bit, like when you were younger, like did you have a vision of of where you wanted to get to and what you really wanted to do with your life? Like when, when we're young, everyone's always like, Oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? What, what did you want to be? Oh, I said, I wanted to be a wrestler. I've always wanted to be a wrestler. Really? Yeah. Wow. But I, I was always thinking like WWE, not wrestling, wrestling. So, <laughs> you know, it caught me off guard a little bit, but 
<laughs> I still like I still, I liked it just as much. It was awesome. <laughs> That's very cool, mate. <laughs> it's um, yeah, WWE could have been quite good fun as well, though, right? Yeah, you know, I'm not into all all that. <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, I don't even. I don't, I can't remember the last time I watched it. It's been years. <laughs> mate you you're obviously you're super driven and and you know everything you've said you sort of you're, you're in the moment and you you make things happen but i want to ask you if you wake up some days and you're not feeling it how do you how do you get up how do you get out of bed and how do you go and continue to make it happen what what do you do do you do something mentally or do you have a practice that just sort just- of clicks things just, into motion yeah i just uh tell myself like dude you need to get up like it just it's kind of just like in my head like all right you really gotta get up you got stuff to do like even though if i'm if even if i'm feeling like crap you know i just gotta do it you know i like when it becomes normal you gotta get yourself accustomed to working hard and being on that grind your body will naturally follow yeah follow that schedule of yeah. working hard getting up super early putting in a lot of work and even though, like, I kid you not, there are days where my whole body hurts to the point where, like, I really don't want to get up. Right. But I still get up anyways. And I get started. I might take a longer shower just because, like, my body hurts. But that's about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> on, on, on the flip side of that, then, mate, what, what, do you do to, what do you do to relax? Like, are you trying – how many days off do you have a week? And, and how, how do you – what do you do to recover? So usually I have Saturdays and Sundays off. Nice. nice. So I'm usually training Monday through Friday and I get about two days recovery and I'm right back at it every day. And, you know, the recovery, you know, I just kind of chill. I sleep, you know, uh, I'll take the occasional ice bath. Nice. I'll go see a chiropractor. I'll go, I like, I go do stuff, you know, I go try to, I really go do, uh, try to take care of my body. Yeah, that's and and maybe not get up at half five on those days, or do you still get up early? Oh, I still get up early. <laughs> it's like it's not. It's to the point where I don't set alarms. I just wake up at wow. that time. Wow. Yeah. That's um. Yeah. So this we're actually recording, and it's like nine o'clock at night, Zahn's time now. So I apologize. Oh no, no, no! It's not. Up. It's like what time is it? It's like twelve thirty-four. I flew to Ohio. I flew back home. Ah. Oh. Even worse, I'm absolutely <laughs> screwing. And now I feel really bad, mate. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, I won't keep you for much longer, mate. I've got just a couple more questions here that, that, that I did want to ask you. And one of them is, is there, looking forward to the future, is there anything that, you, that worries you, mate, that you're sort of like uncomfortable about, be it in your own self or be it what's happening in the world, anything like that? Anything that worries me, you know, I try to just live my life, make sure I'm I'm good, make sure my family's good, make sure my people are good, nice. and I'm happy, you know. I want to make sure I can help as many people as I can and make sure that's a big point of what I do and how I do things. And, yeah. you know, when it comes to worrying about stuff, like even if people don't approve of, some things I do or the way I do things, or even if someone didn't like how I spoke, mm. if they don't like it, oh, well, you know? Yeah. 
but like you know i'm I'm still like if they don't like a speech obviously i'm really gonna work on it so like i can get the message across because i do love to speak yeah yeah but everything else you know if people don't like how i perform or how i do things you know i'm gonna keep working and if they like it or not i'm gonna keep working because i like to do it i like to, <laughs> i like what i do <laughs> mate and on the on the back of that what do you see as your your biggest sort of opportunity like will you continue in in the direction that you're going in right now you seem to be massively enjoying it we're talking about working with brands you know you're wrestling and really pushing that where where do you see sort of opportunities for yourself within the coming maybe three to five years i see opportunities in the cage i see I just see I just see being myself being a decent entrepreneur if I'm gonna be honest I like it yeah I feel like I'm good with connecting with people I'm good at I'm good at you know I'm, I'm a good business like at the end of the day, I'm a good businessman man. you know I don't I know how to I know how to talk I know how to bring out both of our best interests you know because I, I always like I, I'll come out swinging with how I want things to go you know and I I'll, and I'm, it's always in a good way you know yeah like i really want some good things happen i want to make some big change so like if you want to make big change you got to speak that you got to speak it loud yeah mate. you're oh. you're definitely making big change mate that's for sure when we've spoken a lot about you i want to speak about the people around you and what what is like the best thing that you feel someone can do to help you on this journey the best thing someone could do to help me on this journey is to tell me to keep going. Nice. Not even that. The best thing someone could do is just to say good job. You know, the support of my family and friends is everything to me, you know? Nice. Because they're all, they're, all, they're all the people, like, those are the people that really know me. Mm. All, all the media I release, not saying it's not true, but all the media I release is what, like, what I choose to show you guys. You know what I mean? Mm. At the end of the day like you know, everybody's not seeing every single thing i do during the day you know mm-hmm. and i make a lot of moves i make a lot of plays i, I do a lot of work that nobody knows about mm. but that's the fun of it because i can still live my life be successful and completely forget about all of that that's awesome that's really good mate i'm gonna let you go to bed in literally two minutes but my last question is almost it's really a parting question mate you've shared so much with us and and i'm super appreciative of it i'm super appreciative of your time Mm -hmm. mate the last question i have is if you could leave us with just one piece of advice that's like your absolute best piece of advice for people to just get up get out and get it done what would that one piece of advice be it would be why make excuses when you can make moves you know why? Because with excuses, you get lazy, you get unproductive. But, you know, with making moves, making progress, working hard, grinding every day, with that mindset, even if you like knowing that you, there is the possibility of failure, that you go out there and get it. You go out, you go out there and get what's yours. Because at the end of the day, the world is yours. Amazing. You're an absolute champion. I'm not going to keep you up any longer, mate. Yes, Thank, you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I'll, put, I'll put links to folks. I'll put links to Zion's Instagram. 
over in the show notes. You're an inspiration, mate. You are the fastest man in the world on two hands across 20 meters and so many other things. Brother, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Take it easy, man. Cheers, mate.